0: Ethan has uh, come a long way. He's put out a lot of effort and kept batting, kept swinging. He didn't quit. And he has uh, reached a high point in his life. He thinks it's a high point, in which it is at this point. Life is full of high points. And when <clears throat> you... <laughs> Love the Lord, and you come to a better understanding of His principles for your life, Ethan. It don't matter where you're at. God will bless you, as He has so far this uh, part of your life. He plans to attend EMU in Redosa, which is great. <clears throat> Career plans, you don't know. Maybe the military. Uh, and that's a growing process within itself. He has been influenced by his friends, his Christian friends, and by grandparents that are proud of him. So, Ethan, we're proud of you. The struggles you've made, uh, you've overcome, and that's just part of life. And you've learned that, you're learning that, you will continue to learn that. Um, Gary, would you, you have something you'd like to share? Or? Uh, she does and I do too. Both okay.
1: Of this is hard. <laughs> He's my baby. I just, I wrote him a letter. I'm very proud of him, He's, he has come a long way and most of y'all know that he has. Um, I wish him the best, and I just want his life to be good, and it's going to be because he's a very positive kid. I doubt that you would remember, Ethan, but when you were two, you told me I was your best friend. I have always tried to be a friend and a person you trust and can count on for anything. I promise, even though you are grown and going off on your own, I will always be there when you need extra motivation or a push in the right direction. That is what true friends are for. I can't make your future decisions for you, but I can try to be a good example. I tell you how much I can tell you how much you are loved and how your decisions will affect your future and the quality of life you will have. It is my desire for your best friend as your best friend, that you could include God in your life and let him be your best friend also. I love you, Ethan, and want nothing less than for you to be happy. And as most of the kids in here know, love, Mammy.
2: It's hard for me to say, but our life has had a lot of (laughs) Obstacles. Sorry. (laughs) But as a family, we have overcome them, and we're proud of Ethan. (laughs) And we know that he will turn out to be a wonderful man. We've watched him grow from a small boy into a young man, and we're proud of him. Thank you.
0: (laughs) Ethan, there's no greater guide in life than God's word. And we want to present this to you as the guide that you need. The principles are there, which many of them you know, uh, but life doesn't change. It gets more difficult, and you need to have a greater faith, a greater love, a greater determination to be the man that you can be through the principles in which Jesus talks about. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we are blessed. And the Prairie family is blessed also because they walk in the footsteps of Jesus. They look to his word for strength and guidance. They look to his word for encouragement. And Ethan needs to do the same as he steps out on his own and becomes a man of character, greater character. And my prayer for Ethan is that he will make wise decisions, that as he accomplishes some goals, that he can see how the Lord is working in his life, and that he can feel the guidance of the guidance of the Spirit. And Father, without these things, Ethan cannot be a blessing to you. Thank you for this family. Thank you for Ethan's Ethan's faith and persistence. May God bless you greatly. In Jesus' name, amen.
3: of these other men has been up here to act like they're so prepared, and I, I'm not, but I'd like to ask the Forrest family to come, come up, the Sweat family. I said Forrest's family. <laughs> We've got uh, Gary and Shelly and, and Bethany and, and Christian and Forrest. And uh, first of all, Forrest, uh, I would like to, (laughs) you've really gotten tall. Uh, (laughs) I'd like to tell you that uh, Forrest has has actually, I mean, he has, I don't know how I've impacted his life, but but Forrest has impacted my life. Uh, When he when uh, Gary and Shelley moved here, I don't know. How old was Forrest? He was shorter. Uh, <laughs> uh, I guess four or five, five, three. We're, we're not really making a good decision, but he was young. <laughs> he was a good deal shorter than what he is now. And uh, they came to our small group. And uh, in, in our small group, we used to... Uh, we would, everybody would pray, and uh, I have listened to Forrest pray, and uh, and I mean honestly, I feel like that he has changed my life because uh, because you know we we get to thinking uh, when we when we talk to God that you know you're trying to think of the right things to say, and uh, but yet. Forest from the time he was he first came he he was so little and he <laughs> trusted God so much and uh, and it was just a simple simple faith and uh, I mean he I don't know whether which one of Shelley or uh, Gary taught him to talk but he 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 struggled a little at first and. And he would just say, "Thank you, thank you, thank you, God." <laughs> and uh, I mean, and I still, I mean, still, I hear, th- I hear that prayer, and uh, and I mean, that reminds me um, of how we need to come to our Daddy, our God, and pray. And so, and so, Forrest, I want to thank you for that. I mean, one prayer that I remember uh, that he said was. Thank you, thank you, thank you, God, for making birds for me to shoot. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he he, and and really, we we need to thank God uh, for everything. Uh, and of course, many of you, I I mean, Forrest has got a servant heart. I mean. He has probably served communion here more times than 99 percent of the people, uh, men that are that are here in this congregation, and uh, because he was always always wanting to serve, always going and doing, and uh, and Forrest, I want to encourage you uh, to can- continue to uh, to look to God and trust God as you. As you step into your life, uh, and just keep talking to him. Uh, Forrest is uh, Forrest is going to be actually moving to Santa Fe, uh, pretty quick, uh, and he's going to be uh, working. Going to be a telephone man. I'm not sure. I would tell you what he's going to be doing, but I don't even understand it. But, <laughs> but he's going to be working in in a business in Santa Fe, and so I I pray that uh, that that you will uh you will honor god in the things you do would you all like to say
4: something i've prepared a little something to say here but uh i just i just want to let everybody know how how proud of him we are and and how proud that we we were to know when, that he was coming into the world Uh, I I don't have the same problem that the Coleman family has. I had all girls, so when when fourth come along, it was a big deal, of course. So um, I'll take a minute to read this. 19 years ago, when we learned that we had a son on the way, we were overjoyed because he'd be the only boy To carry the sweat name not that that's that big a deal but it is to me <laughs> okay <laughs> we gave him a strong name Forrest he has been a joy to raise and he has made us proud as we watched him grow up under our care but he has always been the Lord's, because we raised him according to Proverbs 22:6. 6. It says that, train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Forrest is st- strong, and he is strong in the knowledge of the word. He knows his master and what pleases him. Forrest is kind and generous and helpful to others. Forrest is a worker, and he always has been since he's five years old. He he knocked on our door with a rake, and he said he would rake our leaves for money. <laughs> 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 and so, anyways, he's a bit of an entrepreneur. He has that spirit in him. And all these things came from God, you know. You know, everything that we have, all of our gifts, you know, you know, sometimes we get pretty haughty and think, well, you know, me, this, me, that. Well, everything we have is from God, and he put that in us. So so we know he will do his future proud as well, or his future pride, bride proud as well, since he, he knows the Lord so well. Is it our pleasure to commit our son to re- do right by his God and his family as he goes through, through his life? And that's really all I've got. I, I had a little, you know, he enjoys the outdoors. He loves fishing, shooting sports, skiing, and he's skilled at animal husbandry. And if anybody wants to know what that is, just ask him. <laughs> <laughs>
3: do you want to say anything?
2: Thank you.
4: (laughs) I, I want to say one more thing. Thank you to the elders of the church, and thank you for the congregation as a whole because so many of you have been there for us as we needed you, and it's a big deal to us. Thank you.
3: Uh, Forrest I'd like to uh, give you this application Bible and uh, and I want to uh, <laughs> thank you for uh, for being a part of uh, our church family and uh, and Forrest I know there there's a couple of people here that was real influential in his life and that being John Duncan and, and uh, Harlan and uh, I want to thank you men uh, because, I mean, y'all are ones that he specifically mentioned as far as people that have been a big influence on him. And uh, I, I just, I mean, this, this family has been, I mean, some of you that don't know, they've, been, they've had a hard last, uh, what, two years, year, year yeah. with their house burning down. And uh, I know it's, it's drawn them closer together and, and uh, matured them. And uh, anyway, I'd like to say a prayer for you before we step down. <coughs> God, we are, we are so thankful for the, for the whole Sweat family. And, and God, we're, we're thankful for Forrest. And we just pray that you uh, uh, just keep your hand on him, as he's, uh, especially as he's going to Santa Fe and starting a new job. Lord, I, I pray that you would uh, uh, put co-workers or people around him to, uh, uh, to help him to keep focused on, on you. And God, we, uh, we just pray that, that you continue to work in his life and, and that he allows you uh, to work in his life. And, and God, we're just so thankful for uh, his influence and his smile and his years of service here and uh, we just pray that that he be blessed and and God we uh, for for Gary and Shelley we just we just pray that you give them wisdom and in, in having the words to say uh, when Forrest comes home and to help him as as he goes through his life um, just bless this family in Jesus name
4: Two down, one to go.
2: <laughs> Kestri, Vincent, and Rhonda, and Harlan, and little brother. <laughs> this is a real honor and pleasure for me because Nell and I got to carry Destry around when she was first born, and she was a beautiful baby. I tried to buy her. I tried to steal her. <laughs> Nothing worked. But we are very, very proud of her, and I'm especially proud because Destry's been quite a leader here at church as well as in school, and I've watched her as she talks to and teaches uh, the younger kids, uh, also being an influence and bringing her friends uh, uh, to the youth group, and so it's been a real, real pleasure, and she always hugs me every time she sees me, and that's a big pleasure for me. But we know she's going off, she's going to Lubbock Christian University, and uh, going to pursue a career as a flight nurse. Uh, I don't think I want to be with you in the helicopter, but you can come <laughs> see me anytime. <laughs> <coughs> so anyway, we're just really proud of her accomplishments. Uh, if, if you get the Rio Dosa news, she's in there every week uh, with something she's done well in, and... Uh, and really, all of our seniors that have come up before her have been just very, very special. They've all brought friends with them. They've all worked with the younger kids. And uh, uh, the only one I'm going to get rid of is Ryan. <laughs> but, but Nell loves him. So I guess we'll have to put up with him. And we've known them since they were babies, so it's a great time. Uh, Who's going to be first, Dad?
5: (coughs) Well, I'm going to attempt this.
0: I'm trying. I'm
5: trying. <laughs> this is the worst thing. <laughs> anyway, I, I always try to find a little bit of humor, so I'm going to try to humor just for a second, so I can get my composer. But um, just listening to just listening to everybody send their kids off. Uh, I can't believe how fast it goes. And I've had a lot of fun with the Coleman's. And people that have good hair, they just make me mad. And I've always called Forrest my, my niece because he's got the best flowing locks. <laughs> and since I'm a little bit of an influence on, on, uh, I, I can't wait. I'm going to be the first guy to cut his hair whenever he does decide to cut that stuff. Anyway, you know, we knew this day would come with Destry. <clears throat> And when she had become a young woman and (laughs) it sounds horrible, doesn't it? I can't get my voice right. (laughs) Feel like I'm going through puberty. feel so good at this church because there is a lot of male pattern baldness that goes on here (laughs) anyway uh we just didn't expect it to happen so quickly and it seems like it was just yesterday when we were at the hospital having her and not much has changed in me from that day when the nurse came in to take Destry uh, to do our routine baby checks Um, I followed the nurse and they took Destry behind a closed door and I you know, I didn't, they didn't tell me it was going to separate us. <laughs> so I went to go in the door, and, um, you know, the only logical thing that I could figure out was to try to kick the door down, and <laughs> I was really upset, you know, when they talk about not getting in between a kid and their mother, well, you sure don't want to get in between a kid and their father either, and um, anyway, they opened the door, and I took Destry from from the, uh, the person. And I went in and I told Rhonda to pack up, it's time to go, we're leaving. <laughs> and anyway, I started packing up all of our things and loading them into the truck. And uh, whenever I was ready, I told Rhonda it's time to go. So the nurse at this point was not very happy with me and was insisting that I follow hospital policy by letting rhonda be taken outside in a wheelchair and rhonda was all right she was just fine (laughs) and i guess the final straw is when we got outside there was there was no room for rhonda in the pickup (laughs) and uh, i wasn't going to let destry go i mean she wasn't i i couldn't get my mind right because she had to go into a car seat. But I didn't want her to be in the car seat. I knew she'd, we were just going right across the road. So I was going to hold Destry and I told Rhonda she had to drive. (laughs) And after I got my mind together, the nurse, she, she, she really kind of told us that she was going to call the police department on us if we went out of there with Destry, not in the car seat. So I finally started getting my mind together. And at that particular time my my second job away from the fire department was working on the ambulance so i had to work with these nurses on a on a (laughs) weekly basis so i had to go back and apologize to all of them (laughs) and you know a lot of you ladies that remember when destry was born i always came in late and i always left early because i didn't want nobody touching destry i didn't want nobody holding her and nobody i wasn't a very popular guy at that time (laughs) And I didn't even let, I didn't even let my mom hold her too much, or, I, and I know that's the craziest thing. I just, it was, it was something that went over me, just that instinct. And the memories just stack up from there. And um, I remember her first home run in T-ball. I remember. We used to rodeo pretty hard, and she was she was pretty much a natural champion in that. She got all around champion cowgirl. But sports eventually won her heart, and uh, we haven't stopped following her since. <laughs> And if you guys remember, um, it was just well this year she had her gallbladder taken out, and most of us, you know, when we have something like that happen, we mope around for. Gosh, me, i will mean, mope around for two or three months if I can. <laughs> and she was she was playing she was playing in the state volleyball championship game nine days after that. <clears throat> And then memory lane wouldn't be complete if I didn't share the first official boyfriend experience. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm not the guy you want to come home to, I promise you that. (laughs) Um, Everybody that knows me, (laughs) knows that I'm pretty, I'm still kind of one of those old-fashioned guys that I like short haircuts and good manners, and and uh, I'm reminded on a daily basis that I'm not that cool anymore. <laughs> but that's just the way I'm built. <clears throat> and I had a young man come up to me in a crowded place <laughs> at the gymnasium, Destry was playing volleyball, and he asked me if he could take Destry to homecoming. Well, I asked him if he'd step outside so I could intimidate him a little bit. And the first thing that I noticed about him was he had a ton of hair. And I'm talking a ton of it. And I told him, I said, you know, this is kind of, if you're taking my daughter to homecoming, this is something we're going to take a lot of pictures. Would you mind getting a haircut? Because... <laughs> This is something that's going to take, you know, it's, it's going to be in the books forever, you know, just get your hair cut. And um, then there was something else about his hair that I just could not get my mind right. And I asked him if he had frosting for sweet, I call it sweet frost, but he had some frosting in his hair. And, um, I know a lot of the kids these days do that, but it was still frosting in the hair. And <laughs> I was just wondering if they could maybe take some of those tips off when they cut his hair, and, and then we would have a good, uh, good picture taken. <laughs> and needless to say, that relationship didn't last very long. <laughs> and now today, we're here ready to send off to Lubbock Christian, where she can study nursing and follow her dreams. And I just wanted to tell Destry that her mom and I is very proud of her. She's always had high standards, morals, and ethics. And we've always tried to teach her that. As well as a lot of our family. But in this desensitized world, that we live in you have not sacrificed your faith and because of that we know that you're faced with difficult challenges when you're faced with difficult challenges you will see god and he will guide you your mom and i really had it easy so far because you've been a great daughter gosh I feel like such a sissy (laughs) you've you've enriched our lives you're beautiful inside and out and now it's time to let you go just like the sweat said, the Lord says in Proverbs 22, six: train up a child the way he should go. Even when he is old, he will never depart from it. Your mom and I, along with our family, In this church family and our friends have trained you the way you should go. We trust the Lord will fulfill his purpose for you. As always, Destry, we always tell her every time she goes out, remember who you are. love mom and dad
2: (laughs) history
6: well i don't really know how i'm supposed to follow that but (laughs) i did want to say thank you to my church family for always being there for me i don't know who i'd be without any of you Um, I can always say through all my sports and everything, as Rex <coughs> would always say, that uh, most people will click, cut out the newspapers and they'll send them to me. And a few people that I know I can recognize is Miss um, Nell Hartgraves and Miss <coughs> Darla. Whew. They were always there at my volleyball games, and every time I could, if every time I'd get a good play, I can always see them in the stands and they'd always be there for me, they'd be clapping. And after every volleyball game, they would come and hug me and tell me what a good job I would do. And even this past year, um, Don Gibson and sorry, Don Gibson and Nell would and uh, Mac McDougal would always be at my softball games with his adorable little granddaughter Adriana. (laughs) They would always be there, and I could always hear them yelling (laughs) and screaming for me. And just to know that your church family is there for you and your social life is, is even a greater feeling because you know that they care for you a lot. And I know a lot of you do care. And a lot of you mean a lot, everything to me. My family means everything to me. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Miss right. um, Nell and Mr. Rex have been there all my life. And they mean the world to me. My youth group means everything to me. Um, Amber, Adrian, Katie, Raina, Josh, all you younger guys. You guys, you guys are awesome. And um, if anybody I really need to thank is my grandparents, Tom and Judy White, for giving me an amazing mom. Because without her, I obviously wouldn't be here. (laughs) And um, my grandma Betty, and um, my grandpa, he they were the two greatest people in the entire world and I miss my grandpa so much and I wish he could be here today, but it was his time and he's looking down, I know he is watching me cry. But if it wasn't for my grandparents, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have the two best amazing parents in the world. And I just wanna say thank you and you guys know who you are, my aunt Sherry at Deborah. They're always there. I can count on anybody. And some of the greatest people ever. I know that I can count on my mom's friends, David and Lori Griffin, and they're actually here today. And it's hard to see them because I don't want to see them cry too.
0: <laughs>
6: but through everything that I've been through, I know that my church family is always going to be there. And um, some more, a couple elders that... Really did mean a lot to me was Dan and Geneva Fender. They're the couple of the greatest Christian people I've ever met. They've been around my whole life as well. And um, when I was younger, I knew them as Dan and Geneva Fender, but now they're no longer Dan and Geneva Fender. They are Daddy Dan and Gigi Fender. (laughs) And I just, I really need to say thank you to everybody because looking out there, there's so many faces that I could say thank you to, but there's probably not enough time in the world to do that. So I just want to say thank you to my church family for putting me in the position I am, and thank you for all your prayers and support that you guys have given me. Thank you.
2: Mom, a little <laughs> Well, I'm sure glad Harlan never caught me carrying that little baby around, I might have got (laughs) killed. (laughs) Rhonda wasn't near that strict. But anyway, we've we've certainly enjoyed her, and she is going to be someone to watch as she continues her career. And she's a loving, caring person, but you can see why. She's got a loving, caring... Mother and dad and grandparents, so it it it's in the gene, and she's she's a great girl. Dear father, I just ask and pray that you'll watch over Destry, uh, keep her safe and healthy, help her as she has to. Move make decisions give her the wisdom to discern which one will will be best for her uh father we just uh, especially just want her to be safe and and we care for her very very much also father uh, her church family's here and anything she needs or if she needs to call someone or Anything, uh, just reminder that we're here and that we want to help. Father, she, uh, as I said, she's got a a good uh, career to to start, and and we'll we'll just pray that everything goes well for her. Keep uh, keep in our heart and guide and director, in these things we ask in your name. Amen.
7: Well, are you all cried out yet? <laughs> I don't know how much so much joy can be uh, involved with so many tears, but that's sometimes the way it is. Um, I want to start out and and just go through a little scenario here so uh, I can explain a little bit about the B. Adams Scholarship. Early on the morning of April 16, 1947, in Texas City, there was a huge gas explosion Um, docked in Texas City and this is down by Houston. A fire aboard a ship was carrying 2,300 tons of ammonium nitrate, triggered a chain reaction, detonate massive explosion in other ships and nearby oil storage facilities. Uh, an aerial view where the 16 explosions occurred. The explosions are seen across the bay in Galveston. Uh, Texas City was a city of 16,000. After the explosion, over 600 dead, 5,000 injured, thousands left homeless. 25% of the town was destroyed. Uh, Property damage is estimated at $1.3 billion in our economic terms today. Uh, By 1947 standards, it was 500 million in oil losses. Uh, Explosions heard 150 miles away. Felt 250 miles away. It was the worst industrial disaster recorded in U.S. history. Uh, Explosion caused 15-foot tidal waves and knocked planes out of the sky. Uh, Alan Provoto, author of Heroes and Survivors, was in the fourth grade uh, at Danforth Elementary School in Texas City when the explosion occurred. In his book, he states, It came in slow motion and appeared to be water thrown violently from a bucket, uh, separating into long droplets and flying horizontally just above the desktops. But the whiteness cruelly became thousands of shards of glass coming like rain rushing before hurricane wind. With no warning, the windows all blew out into the room with shards of glass covering everything. Everybody was screaming and my (coughs) teacher was yelling at us and telling us to hurry and run outside. But I could only see their mouths moving, opening wide, I could hear nothing. Uh, The shaft from the SS Grand Champ, showing it sticking in the ground there, Uh, the anchor, which weighed 1.5 tons, was flung two miles away and found two years later embedded 10 feet in the ground of the Pan-American refineries. Uh, that story seems a little odd to be telling now, but B. Adams was about 40 years old there and was teaching school in Texas City when that all occurred. Uh, she was in a classroom, uh, and evidently the way the explosion was, uh, to get the kids out of the classroom, they had to be lifted to a transom window uh, to get out <coughs> over the classroom door to get them out of the class. And B helped over 100 children uh, get out of the classroom safely. Uh, A lot of you don't know B Adams. Uh, She was here when I got here. Uh, And I remember we celebrated her 90th birthday. And I got to carry the cake in. Uh, It had 90 candles on it. If you've never carried 90 burning candles, uh, I didn't know if I was going to have any hair left by the time I got done with that experience. But it was an occasion that we uh, uh, got to celebrate with her. Uh, she walked everywhere in town. People uh, knew who she was. Uh, very spry and active, uh, even up in her, to her 90s. Um, she passed away in June of 2000, uh, and her nephew came uh, to kind of settle her affairs. Uh, she had a little trailer and a few little possessions, and uh, he basically he told us we could sell those and establish a scholarship uh, in her name and so for 13 years we've had a B. Adam scholarship uh, during that time other people have contributed money and helped uh, supplement that uh, scholarship fund so it could continue going uh, and you're all welcome to be a part of that uh, and all I know all, I think all five of my kids benefited from that scholarship so it's been a blessing uh, to our Church family here and to our young people as they go to college to help them with that. Um, so that's what the B. Adams Scholarship is. Uh, and I'm very honored this year's recipient is Destry Vincent. Destry. <laughs>
8: I'm on here. Come on, can you hear me? Okay. Um, I first of all, I just want to say I feel like I've missed out, um, you know, hearing uh, about all you guys that are graduating and getting here right as you're leaving. I I feel bummed a little bit that uh, <laughs> that I don't get to know y'all because y'all all seem really awesome. And uh, uh, I, I I'm gonna keep this fairly short. But I wanted to share a few things with y'all that uh, have meant something to me in my life. And, uh, and also, before I do that, I want to say to the dads, uh, I'm very impressed with y'all because I don't think I could have gotten two words out. And I, I remember when my son turned five years old, uh, they asked me to say just the prayer for lunch, and I couldn't even do it. And so, like, whenever my kids are graduating and are leaving home, um, I, don't know, I don't know what, what that's going to be like. So, good job, guys. Um, and moms, too, who, who spoke. Um, music has always been a, a really important thing to me, and uh, so today, what I want to do is I'm, I'm going to share two songs with y'all that have meant something to me growing up, um, and, and, and in my oh there you go, and in my adult life, um, and I just want to uh to to share these with you, and th- if you knew me better, these would mean more to y'all. So this is like a little intro into the weirdness of my mind and how my mind works. But uh, this first song is called Superman Song, and I'm a huge Superman fan. And um, I named my youngest son Clark Kent, but I, I, I like this song, and it, and it reminds me of, uh, of some things. It starts off talking about Tarzan, so don't get confused. Um, Tarzan wasn't a ladies' man. He'd just come along and scoop him up under his arms like that, quick as a cat in the jungle. But Clark Kent, now there was a real gent. He would not be caught sitting around in no jungle scape, dumb as an ape doing nothing. Superman never made any money saving the world from Solomon Grundy. That's an obscure Superman villain. Solomon Grundy's like a zombie guy. And sometimes I despair the world will never see another man like him. Hey, Bob, Soup had a straight job. Even though he could have smashed through any bank in the United States, he had the strength, but he would not. Folks said his family were all dead. The planet crumbled, but Superman, he forced himself to carry on, to forget Krypton and keep going. Tarzan was king of the jungle and lord over all the apes, but he could hardly string together four words. I, Tarzan, you, Jane. Sometimes when soup was stopping crime, I'll bet that he was tempted to just quit and turn his back on man and join Tarzan in the forest. But he stayed in the city. He kept on changing clothes and dirty old phone boots till his work was through. Nothing to do but go on home. Uh, I've always been a huge Superman fan because, I mean, whenever I was young, it was because he could fly and he could shoot lasers out of his eyes and he was really strong. Uh, but as I've grown up, I've still loved the character of Superman. And, and as I, as I kind of understand things a little bit better, I think what's so special about Superman is not that he's strong and not that he's fast and not that he can do all those things, but where Superman's real strength comes from was that he was Clark Kent and his, and his parents taught him right from wrong and his parents taught him to do what's right and uh it just goes to show that the world will remember integrity um i want to read y'all galatians chapter 6 starting in verse uh, 8 says the one who sows to please his sinful nature from that nature will reap destruction the one who sows to please the spirit from that spirit will reap eternal life let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up Therefore, as we have opportunity, let us do good to all people, especially to those who belong to the family of believers. And uh, as y'all are starting this new phase of life, it's going to be there's going to be times where you can take shortcuts and where you can cut corners and where you might be able to get ahead by uh, compromising yourself. Uh, but I encourage you to hold to the integrity that your your church family that y'all all mentioned uh, has taught you as you grow up Um one other song, this is a kind of a silly song, and uh, I'm, I'm just going to read part of it, I'm not going to read the whole thing. Uh, this is from a group called They Might Be Giants, I don't know if you've ever heard of them, they're kind of a weird band, but uh, but this is a song, and I, I have an illustration with this one too, so y'all are in for a treat. Um, this, is a, this is about a nightlight, okay, so this song is about a nightlight. I'm your only friend, I'm not your only friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really I'm not actually your friend, but I am. Blue canary in the outlet by the light switch who watches over you. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. Not to put too fine a point on it. Say I'm the only bee in your bonnet. Make a little birdhouse in your soul. I have a secret to tell from my electrical well. It's a simple message and I'm leaving out the whistles and bells. So the room must listen to me filibuster vigilantly. My name is blue canary, one note spelled L-I-T-E. My story's infinite. Like the Longines' infinite, it doesn't rest. There's a picture opposite me of my primitive ancestry, it's a lighthouse it's talking about, which stood on rocky shores and kept the beaches shipwreck free. Though I respect that a lot, I'd be fired if that were my job after killing Jason off and countless screaming argonauts. Bluebird of friendliness, like a guardian angel, it's always near. All right, now I wanna show you all something. Uh, And if we can turn the lights off, I'm gonna turn this light off over here. There's still lights coming in from the window, so this may, we'll see if you can see this. Um, this is my blue canary nightlight, All right. and so like you can kind of see it. It's not too bright in here. There's a lot of light that's kind of going on, but um, but I, I like this song because it reminds me that you know sometimes we see people doing really huge things, and they're like CEOs of big companies, and they're like making huge, giant decisions that affect lots and lots of people. And uh, I like this, because this this nightlight's talking about how it looks at this lighthouse, and it says, I could never do that. And that's probably true, because this nightlight wasn't designed to be a lighthouse. It was designed to watch over you while you sleep. Um, And I like this song, because it says, uh, there's a line that says, make a little birdhouse in your soul. And uh, as you get older... And as you leave this place and you go through and you're going to start college, you're going to start a lot of different things, uh, people are going to tell you that some of the things that you've been taught as a child are childish, and that you should put them away, and you should let go of them, and that you should grow up. And uh, my hope is that you don't do that. I mean, I do hope that you grow up, but I hope that the things that you have been taught as a child, I hope the things that, um, that have been uh, impressed upon you as, you as you've been growing up, I hope that you'll... Keep those in a special place in your heart, and uh, and that you'll remember them as you go forward. Um, we can turn the lights back on. I'm going to ask all the seniors to come back up here real quick. All right, and I have a little gift for y'all. Uh, I usually don't give seniors gifts when they're graduating, but... Uh, I did this time, so so this is. I'm not setting a precedent. I want that to be clear. So, um, but basically, what those are those are just little blue canary night lights. I got y'all on one, and um, you know, I don't know what you, what you want to do with them. You could put them in your dorm room. You could uh, give them to your little brother and sister. But um, I just wanted to give it to you as a reminder of the things that you learned as a child that are important, and hopefully, you can take those with you and you can hold on to those wherever you go. Um, I'm gonna read you one more scripture and then uh, and then one more poem. So, Deuteronomy chapter six, starting at verse, verse four, says, "Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your strength. These commandments that I give to you today are to be are to be upon your hearts, impress them on your children, talk about them when you sit at home, and when you walk along the road, and when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as symbols." on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the door frames of your houses and on your gates. And uh, like I said, I hope that can just be a little bit of a reminder. You know, it says as you as you lay down and as you get up that maybe you'll, you'll look over at that and you'll every once in a while remember some of the things that, uh, that you learned here. All right, finally what I'm going to do, catch my breath real quick, um, is I'm going to ask everyone to stand up. We're, I'm this is my, my last thing, and then we're going to sing an invitation song. And uh, if there's people in here who need prayers or who need uh, who need to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior, maybe you've never done that. And we're going to invite you to do that uh, right now. But uh, this is a an old Irish charge or Celtic charge that uh, was uh, was read and it has been read as people have been sent out on missions and journeys and different things. And I want to read it t- to you guys as you're starting this new phase of your life. But I also want to read it to everyone and, and kind of challenge everyone at the same time. So, Arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness of the creator of creation. Arise today through God's strength to pilot you, God's might to uphold you, God's wisdom to guide you, God's eyes to look before you, God's ears to hear you, God's word to speak to you, God's hand to guard you, God's way to lie before you. God's shield to protect you, and God's host to save you. Christ to shield you today against poisoning, against burning, against drowning, against wounding, so, they, so there come to you an abundance of reward. Christ with you, Christ before you, Christ behind you, Christ in you, Christ beneath you, and Christ above you. Christ on your left and Christ on your right. Christ when you lie down, Christ when you sit, and Christ when you arise. Christ in the heart of every man who thinks of you. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of you. Christ in the eye of everyone who sees you. And Christ in the ear of everyone that hears you. Arise today through a mighty strength, the invocation of the Trinity, through belief in the threeness, through confession of the oneness, of the creator of creation. And uh, it's my prayer that uh, that Christ is with you and in you, and in all those who see you and everything that you do. So, thank you. Can go sit down. Well,
6: thank you for all that you're going to do
0: For all that you promise and all that you are Is all that has carried me through Jesus, I
6: thank you And I thank you
3: reception after our prayer. Let's bow and pray. Holy Father, we're so thankful that Brian and Keona and Ethan and Forrest and Desiree have been a part of our life, have so enriched and blessed us. We pray, Father, that as they come to this moment of transition in their life, that they will have the resolve and the wisdom to make the best choices for their future and for their life. We pray your blessings upon them and upon all of us. In Jesus'
4: name,
0: amen.